pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This program is brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. If you like what you hear and want to support our work, please make a donation at fundraiser.resonance.fm. <laughs> Hello, good evening, and welcome <laughs> to uh, One Life Left on on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're having a nice time already. Uh, my name is Steve Curran. Hello, I am Simon Byron. Sorry, your mic isn't even on. I am Simon uh, Byron. Uh, you are still Simon Byron. What's going on? Why are you laughing as the, uh, as the theme well, ends? Well, we've been doing this for Too 14 long. years. Not long enough. Years. Not long enough. 14 years. Haven't finished 14 yet. 14 years young. Uh, so you'd think we would... <laughs> We were prepared, and indeed, we just came in after Lou Schaefer. Uh, great show. Great show. I, I said great to him show. on the way out, I said I feel slightly intimidated by uh, how naturally sounds. It is intimidating, isn't it? Do they play their jingles live? They that do. Was, do they? They do. Wow. Um, which, you, you know, is, is quite something Barely to follow. What an our act voices to follow. Live. Well, quite. And we come in and we play a bit of recorded music, some pop music, <laughs> and we just start talking. So I, I, I did what I do, hit play. Mm-hmm. Music started. Hit the fader up. Uh, check check the levels. Okay, it's very Found professional. My headphones. <laughs> Sat down, got ready to talk, and then realised there was no mic anywhere near me. <laughs> it was all the way across the other side of the desk, and I don't. It's funny. Why. We should. Uh, if, if only this was on webcam. Hmm. That would have been a, a blooper, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? How are you, Steve? I am okay on this. Uh, festive week. It's been Valentine's Day. Hasn't of course, it? yeah, and your Friday. birthday. Which is also my birthday. Uh, so two Double major, whammy. Do major you, celebrations. Do you generally get two things? Okay. Uh, do you get two cards? I do get two cards. Okay, you, you insist upon that. Actually, <laughs> you're very, very clear. Well, also, I got um, three this year. Did you? What yeah. the Valentine's cards? Yeah. Did you? Say, no, I got I got two Valentine's cards. Well, obviously, one's one. one I imagine it was one from your daughter. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. No, I'm suspicious. Well, I've not seen her do any arts and crafts, but this came from nursery, and it was pretty good. I see. It's pretty good. And, you know, they don't, um, they don't provide us with footage of the children <laughs> preparing these things. Uh, but I don't know. Anyway, my, you know, my daughter handed it to me, passed it off as her own. I uh, don't know whether to investigate further or just accept this precious moment. As Well, that sounds lovely. It's uh, completely at odds with my experience where I picked my daughter up from nursery. They too had been making cards. Had they? They'd done uh, p- hand prints, but in the shape of uh, like a heart. Oh, that's nice. So actually, if you wanted to get forensic about it, you could query <laughs> those hand prints and determine whether it was your daughter doing it or not. Uh, so did that on the fr- I picked her up on the Friday. Yeah. Uh, did I know Thursday? Oh, well, anyway, whatever day it was, she, she had that. I said, "Oh, that's really lovely." Uh, Friday it was because Valentine's Day. Sorry, Thursday because Valentine's Day Friday. I'm going to stop fretting about it. Who cares? What it was? <laughs> I don't even have a daughter. <laughs> um, I picked it up and said, "Oh, that's really lovely." I said, uh, "Is that for Daddy?" She said, "No, Mummy." She's two. Wow. She's two. I mean, I appreciate it's Valentine's Day for everybody. It's not everybody's birthday. But yeah, still, I, it was. I thought 
unnecessarily harsh. I think this card was for the whole family, honestly. But we don't even know who made it, frankly. So we'll see what happens. I mean, your daughter's a year ahead of mine. Yeah. Uh, early adopter. Don't look forward to it. I'd say they just start <laughs> shunning you. Uh, Kate, Kate says in the morning, she says, do you want to go and see, do you want to go and see daddy? She goes, no, I don't like him. <laughs> don't like him. Fair I enough. mean, in terms of sentence construction. It's not bad. <laughs> and also sentiment. I guess both, both are correct, aren't they? Uh, welcome to One Life Life. We're a video game radio show. We talk about video games, as you might be able to tell, already. Um, no Anne this week. Where is she? Not sure. Are we worried? broad or something. She's doing a lot of that recently. Also, weren't our listeners meant to tell us about that sort of stuff? They did. We got an email last week when we were uh, unable to do the show. Actually, ironically, uh, Anne was going to be here, as was I. Mm. But uh, we were both caught up in the weather. So Actually, she was under the weather and I was caught up in it. Right. And, and uh, this week, no emails from our no. users to alert us of no scants. But we, I'm pretty sure she told us she wasn't going to be here. So... Well, this question turns up next week. It's just us, and no guest either. We thought we might have a guest. Living life on the edge, aren't we? Instead, you know, uh, well, it just goes to, goes to show that there is always hope, but then when the broadcast starts, it's just back to normality. <laughs> it's just us two. Good. I did, however, um, know that uh, Anne wasn't going to be coming. I said, look, I've got some new stories on my phone. Well... Brilliantly, yeah. I asked. Uh, I asked our Discord, well, our Marioki Discord. I have set up a One Life Left Discord, but I haven't invited anyone to it, so it's just me and the caretaker right. uh, at the moment. Maybe we'll do something about that this week. Um, but there is a there's a Marioki Discord, and I posted on it. Posted. On, I haven't checked to see whether anyone replied. I posted on it at. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, eight. Uh, sorry, six twenty-two. Hello. Okay. Can people find us five gaming news stories to read out and a joke about each? You've got thirty-eight minutes. Thanks in advance. And um, yeah, we've got some replies. Do so we? we do, yeah, we do have some news stories. Okay, here. cool. Well, should, do you want to do them then? And I. Uh... <laughs> you can chip in at the end. Yeah. With yours. All right. No problem. Is probably about six minutes past seven on this Monday. Do you know what Monday is? Seventeenth, like seventeenth, isn't it? Uh, my name is not Anne Canterbury. I'm Steve Curran, and here is the news. Sonic the Hedgehog has overtaken Detective Pikachu to nab the highest ever box office opening weekend for a movie based on a video game. According to The Hollywood Reporter, the movie, which stars Jim Carrey as Dr. Robotnik, has made $57 million in its first three days, which seems pretty impressive to find that many people admitting to watching a blue movie. That's very good, isn't it? I, that's, I mean, that's the story I had. I was going to share the first one. Were you going to have a, a sign oh, of joke, a joke like that? No, that's that a very is, good uh, joke. We should credit. That's, uh, well, the news, news was found by uh, Gray, uh, Greg Strauss, but the news report was written by Ben Borthwick. Excellent work, Ben Borthwick. Really good work, Ben. Um, I've not seen it, have you? I have not seen it. I've some of the people who went to Marioki last Friday, yeah. had uh, some of the people from Sega had a company outing to see it that day. Okay, and what were their thoughts? I didn't ask them. Quite uh, right. Who cares? Yeah, because <laughs> I'm not interested, <laughs> and it was my birthday. <laughs> uh, I didn't ask them, but I, I've heard it's... I've heard it's fine. What, 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 what songs did they sing? Do they like... <laughs> Good question. All of the depressing <laughs> ones, are there? There is one that... Uh, yeah. No, they, 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 they sung enthusiastically, participated. Trying uh, to overcompensating, do you think? No, I think, I think they had a nice time. I've heard it's okay. Right. I, I mean, I, I haven't seen it and I never will. <laughs> um, Hayden Taylor on... Uh, you can't say that now because your daughter might go... Yeah, it's, it's true. I mean, I've, I've felt quite proud. I can say this now that Anne's not here, that uh, I've managed to avoid everything about Harry Potter, um, in <laughs> including when I worked on some of the games. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I clearly, I'm going to have to... Um... Have, you, have you avoided everything? Because I've not, <laughs> I have. I've not, okay. Actually, sorry, that's well. a slight lie. The one thing I do know is uh, when Guardian Leviosa, because we were working on the Connect Harry Potter, and that was the only thing uh, I learn or recall interesting i've i've not read the books either but osmosis i've picked up quite a lot 
I mean, how many characters can we name together? I can name two. All right, let's go. Three. Let's go. Uh, Hermione. Okay, Harry. Ron. That's what I was going to say. And then the other, and then this grumpy... <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't know. Um, Hayden Taylor from GamesIndustry.biz. Uh, his um, subhead was so the headline: uh, Sonic the Hedgehog beats Detective Pikachu in U.S. opening weekend. I, di- I mean, I didn't, I didn't anticipate that rivalry. Did you know that they hate mm. each other? <laughs> no idea. But clearly, the way it's written, um, it acknowledges Sonic's victory. Uh, the subhead says. Blue Blur pulls in 57 million in North America. Blue Blur. Has he ever been called that before? Is that common? Are you, do you, all you kids call him that? And yeah, uh, absolutely. What are you playing? Blur. Oh, I'm playing the latest Blue Blur. <laughs> is it? I've never heard of that before. Um, it's a bit Marvel superhero, the Blue Blur, isn't right. it? Or, or more DC. Um, the critical reaction, I mean, it's, it's not on a level with Cats, is it? But I don't th- I've not seen anybody that appeared to have loved it. I've seen some people say, well, actually, it wasn't that bad, and maybe that's one of those things where you... No, it's, I think it's very different to Cats. Like, Cats was universally derided. I think Sonic's had its, you know, everyone laughing at it moment, and whether, you know, there are lots of conspiracy theorists saying this was by design, uh, and then they've come back with the cute version of Sonic, and now everyone is like, all right, that'll do, and then they've watched the movie and they've gone, yeah, it's fine. No one watches Cats and says, it's fine, or at least not in my experience. Um... They say it's bad and boring and it shouldn't have been made because it's a bad and boring musical. Uh, although, did you see Did you see what they did at the Oscars? Of course they did. Corden and um, the other one. The lady. I can't remember. Uh, they, they dressed up as the cats and they said, yeah, uh, it's all, it was all on the visual effects thing. It wasn't us. Okay. Nonsense. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, so what, will, what will Sonic do at the Oscars? Well... The th- it's. I don't think it's going to even make the Razzies. It's just fine. It's like, it's a movie for kids, and it's fine. I think also, people like that dude who who does uh, Sonic's voice, don't they, Jean Ralphio? I'm going to say yes. Yes. All right. Do you want another news story? Go on. Okay. I need to I need to reset the jingle, which I've put my water bottle in in front of. Oh, not very good. Here we go. Disney's senior VP for games and interactive experiences, Sean Shoptor, wants developers to tap into the global giant's catalogue to create unique things with their catalogue. Speaking at the 2020 DICE Summit in Las Vegas last week, as per The Hollywood Reporter, Shoptor told the Assemble developers he wants them to dream big and look forward to all the things we can do together. We're now submitting our final treatment for a survival horror cross-dating sim featuring the characters of, the bug's li- of a bug's life and we'll let you know how they respond. That's a perfect car. I think that's that's absolutely spot on. I would be very surprised. Yeah, go on, do what you want. Uh, if you ever ever have you ever worked with Disney or any, any Disney properties? Well, I went to the Disney lot once. Uh, to I mean, that so that sounds like no. I have worked. I have worked on Disney game actually. Okay. Uh, I mean, going to their car park isn't the same. <laughs> <laughs> like, isn't the same. <laughs> As if it's by invitation. <laughs> right. Uh, no, I've, I've worked on I've worked on uh, a couple of Disney games, uh, but this was for a game that we were invited to pitch. And in big. The end, in the end, did not get made. Okay, too, were you dreaming too big? Too <laughs> big. Work yourself up. Too big. Um, but we went we went there. Uh, had lunch at the Disney cafeteria. Uh, but what I remember from it was there were sinister signs everywhere with Mickey wearing a police <laughs> outfit, and they said underneath it, "Protect the magic." Wow. What are they referring... And that's in the canteen. What, is that, that, was what, is, that, is that what they put in their food? Yeah. <laughs> no, they were, they were basically saying, if you know, if you see something, say something. <laughs> that's where it started. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, if you work with any of these brands, they come with a style guide the size of the mm. yellow pages, which... Um, to younger listeners. <laughs> it's just an app, isn't it? It's quite, quite easy. Efficient. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, the idea that you could go off and do something, I don't know, maybe they were, they, cause, because they don't make their own games anymore, mm-hmm. uh, they're only going to thrive um, in the interactive entertainment in, uh, world if they're made by other people. So, I don't know, maybe it was genuine, but I'd be very surprised if somebody could do something uh, properly risky with it, with one of their properties. Um, Squeenix did this, didn't they? 
with Kingdom Hearts? Mm, the, the, no, they said, oh, our back catalogue's open to indies <laughs> if you want to... I was on a Kickstarter, though, wasn't it? Could you bid for it? It wasn't <laughs> stupid like I'm, that, wasn't it? I'm pretty sure you, you they could... They did. No, they yeah, did, yeah. and I'm not sure what came out of it, if anything came out of it. I guess we... <laughs> the Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, another news story? Go on. A house music producer from Spain called DJ Cucho has released a free game called Ghosts and DJs inspired by Ghosts and Goblins. In it, you battle against enemies with familiar sounding names, e.g. De- Devil Goethe. Sounds like David Guetta. Right. Steve Karaoke. St- Steve Aoki. Okay. whose common goal is to destroy the love for the music in this universe by making it sound all the same and stupid using a terrifying and malicious artifact known as the template. You can also play as Dead Mouse, it says here. Released for free on Steam. That last bit's not a joke, is it? There's, no, there's no joke here. Well, this isn't uh, This isn't by, by Ben. This new story is by another user. Okay. They haven't written a joke in there. Um, oh, actually, this might not be a... This might be a Marioki submission. <laughs> no, it's not. It, it is a it is a news report. Well, good. I don't have anything to say about that one though. It's hard to fill around that. Oh, here's a good news story, which we also won't be able to talk about. Former Starbreeze CFO convicted of insider trading. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And then there's a joke we definitely can't use on the internet. Uh, okay, well, thank you. Thank you, Marioki users, for all of that sort of stuff. Um, These ones won't have jokes. That's okay, we'll come uh, up but with they're, but they're, absolutely But they're fine. worth talking absolutely about. Absolutely fine. Lair of the Clockwork God launches with a surprise prequel. I saw this. Next title by Size 5 Games is due to launch only next week. But developer Dan Marshall... I'm Dan Marshall, somehow managed to make a second game at the same time. A surprise prequel called Devil's Kiss has also been announced. Oh, and it's been bundled for free with anyone who buys Layer of Clockwork God, or a small $2, brackets £1.54, for those who want it as a standalone. Dan said, Devil's Kiss is a hilarious and sexually enticing visual novel following alluring teenage heroes Dan and Ben, who meet at high school and promptly uncover a vast, horny conspiracy involving <laughs> some demons. Reads the press release. Uh, so why is this happening? So I'm reading from um, Eurogamer here. According to Marshall, this began as a funny and clever idea at the pub three years ago, which I thought was a bold thing to say about your own work, isn't it? Mm. I mean, but he's got the talent to back it up, but still. Um, before things clearly escalated, I guess it's the ultimate passion project, is what Eurogamer author Emma Kent adds. That's exciting, isn't it? Um, he said on twitter that um it looks so lovely this visual novel that initially his store page on steam was rejected because they thought his his screenshots were marketing material <laughs> which uh, is, is that do you know of... what devil's kiss means steve where do you know where it comes from i've no idea simon I, I now i've asked you the question i'm unsure of how to describe it on the radio okay before the watershed biological terms well sometimes uh, you need to go to the toilet okay and uh, sometimes men need to go to the toilet in public places. Mm-hmm. The devil's kiss is referred to as um, if you're standing a little bit too close to where you're trying to get your toilet into and a part of your body touches that part of the... <laughs> apparently, apparently. Okay, good to know. Thank you for that, Dan. We were in one of Dan's games. We were, weren't and we? And actually in this series, weren't we? We were. Um, so we're canon. Yep, we were playing three... Drunks who thought they were evil geniuses. Yeah, who thought they ruled the world. Ruled the world. That's, that's right. I wonder if we make a cameo. Well, I, I mean... You'd I, hope so, wouldn't you? Well, it's, it's, but that, that's, that's the sole reason why I'm talking about it. <laughs> so, you know, uh, he gives. Uh, we give as well. You scratch ours, Dan. We'll we, scratch we yours. We just want to touch it. For a while, have we? When's he been... When, when was we, did, we, talk, we, we were in Behold the Kickman. Our voices were. That's true. So, you know, in fact, so, we're all over Dan Marshall's We games. should be in this one, shouldn't we? One assumes they're looking forward to playing it. It's out quite soon, isn't it? 21st Next of week. February. Yes. Oh, in fact, that's this week. If it's, if it's 21st, it'll be out on Friday. Yeah. Niantic apologises over Pokemon Go Safari's own Liverpool pricing complaints, writes Alistair Jones on Kotaku. Niantic has apologised for an advertising error that jacked up prices for Pokemon Go fans hoping to attend the UK's first Safari Zone event. According to Eurogamer, pricing issue resulted in more than 180 complaints being made to the Advertising Standards Authority. 
Tickets to the event, which takes place in April, and we'll bring the number, a, a number of Pokemon to the UK for the first time. Went on sale last week. £12 standard or £18 early access tickets were available, but the final stages of the purchasing process added £3 stroke four twenty in tax, as well as the further £3 for undisclosed fees. Oh, those undisclosed fees. As a result, the cost of the standard ticket jumped up 50% to £18. I bet Damo was furious about this. <laughs> I've seen him in uh, slightly different p- places over the last week or so. Yeah, veering even further from the uh, normal path of um, our houses to the station. Interesting. Why do you think that is? Don't know. New, but he's, new... but he's still at it. I go, morning. He goes, morning. And that's it. I'm, I'm usually cycling. He's uh, hoovering up. Pikachu's. Sometimes get tempted to go back in. Do you? Yeah. I, you know, it's, it's quite a nice idle thing to do on your phone as you're walking around. I don't know. It's quite interesting. But I, I like all of these things. When other people have been playing something for two years, you feel there's so much uh, that you don't know about it and it'll be so hard to get back in to it that it's not worth They've the just time. launched uh, Pokemon Home. Have they? Uh, like an, an right. online subscription where you can keep your Pokemon. That's not for Pokemon Go, though. No, is it not? Not uh, yet. Okay. I think, it, I, I believe. I believe that's coming to it. It's going to come to it. But at the moment, it's for couple of other things maybe uh what's the one uh, the one that's on switch but not that one sword and shield X no and the y. one before that excellent i don't know pokemon let's go eevee oh, and stuff one. and i think it might be for the yeah the other pokemon have you played that yet on switch Ooh. have you ever played a pokemon i have yeah i've have worked in pokemon games did you <laughs> well doesn't mean anything <laughs> that's true have you do you enjoy pokemon uh not as an adult hmm <laughs> But as a child, you well, loved them. I played on the game. Really, no, I got quite got quite far yeah, on them. They've never. I've, I always. I start them and then I'm like, ah, oh, it's quite. Mm, don't get it. You never catch so on. I'm, yeah, I'm how a, wrong you are. Mm. Uh, I've got one more. One more story. One just, more. Uh, one just, more. Uh, All right. Okay. Yeah, from VG247. Uh, the long in development Uncharted movie has one of the best scripts I've ever read. Says lead actor Tom Holland, by Emily Gera. Uh, so Tom Holland who's playing young Nathan Drake says it's one of the best scripts he's ever read I read the newest draft of the script on the way over here and it's one of the best scripts I've ever read <laughs> Holland told IGN presumably I'm on his way to talk about the Uncharted but well, thanks for doing your thanks for doing your homework or your prep work Tom it really really jumps off the page he said how do you think they're covering the bits where it's just mindlessly shooting 100 <laughs> enemies this is a really great script <laughs> um, yeah I think it's one of the best scripts he's ever read is <laughs> what I'm imagining but we don't know how many scripts he's read well he's, re- he's certainly read that one at the world and, and, and does he read them on the way over when he's due to go and talk about them yeah, I don't know so, who knows uh, it's, it's, it's gonna, surely better subject for a film than Sonic though isn't it Uncharted yeah you would yeah uh, you'd the imagine bit, so bit when, yeah. he, when Tom Holland falls out of the jeep and goes through some mud and you all look at the shiny mud texture I mean you could argue that Uncharted is a better movie than it is a video game could do yeah could argue that in song but I regularly <laughs> do at Mario Key. Um do you uh, know which one Tom Holland is no uh, I have no idea he's not Spider-Man is he I, I wondered that you're the one who knows about I, well, I, you know what? I did think it was Spider-Man, but then I, uh, I, I, I clearly have no confidence in... Um, I think it might be Spider-Man. If he we, is Spider-Man, If we both yeah. think it, it is Spider-Man. He is Spider-Man, yeah. What else is he? Uh, well, his education was Wimbledon College. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, that must be where I know him. Uh, from, uh, he's been in... Um, oh. Sorry. Just swiped away. Uh, he's in Spider-Man... The other Spider-Man and the Avengers. That was as far as I got. Movies. Okay. Um, Fine. Well, good. Are, are we in the impossible. Are you going to go and see this? No. No. <laughs> I'm not. No. Uh, I stopped playing the latest Uncharted game, even though it was technically one of the most impressive things I've ever seen. It was actually just like. Mm. I mean, that's absolutely 100% what I feel about when I play The Last of Us or Uncharted. I feel blown away by the craft and ingenuity of everybody working on those games across all the disciplines like some of the touches are insanely brilliant and so hard to you imagine bringing this whole thing together is just a masterwork that leaves me absolutely cold like i have no interest Didn't, don't say that at the dice awards do they? <laughs> they don't. that's why i'm not hosting it. <laughs> all right thanks listeners thank you one life left video game news with 
You're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. It's just me and Simon here today. Hello. Uh, but, you know, we did almost have a guest. I should say that was End of Summer 98. It's by Acidic Void and it's from chipmusic.org. I liked that. Um, our guest, who I asked last night when I saw he was heading to the UK, he was going to Brenta, he said, uh, was going to be Cristiano from Oculus. Oh, wow. Yeah. He was very excited. I, well, I but also, it's presumably massively jet-lagged because he only landed today. Well, I tell you what, it's a good job he's not here because I would have sat on his lap. I know. I that's love. why I didn't, want to tell you, <laughs> right. I didn't want to tell you who it was. Right. Because, because I was like, I've oh, got an appointment. Nice. I'm going to meet them at GDC. You might meet Christian. Um, uh, who, uh, how are you getting on with your quest? I'm really, really pleased you asked that, Steve. Uh, so, this weekend... Humble are doing a VR bundle at the moment, mm. uh, which is good. I saw that. It's all the sort of classics. Yeah, isn't it? all the all the ones I didn't own. Um, although I did, I did own Mo- Moss on Oculus. Are we calling this generation? Are we saying this is next generation VR? Are we saying like first generation VR? I mean, obviously it's not first. Like there was That's VR cardboard. Yeah, <laughs> but there also there was VR in the nineties at Wooga. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> you on <want> gladiators? <laughs> That's what. Um, Craig Charles used to shout on, uh, what was that show called? The VR show that the BBC did. Oh, was it? <laughs> right. Didn't he? Is it called Cyberzone? I don't know. Was it called Cyberzone? I don't know. I think it was called Cyberzone. Anyway, there's been a couple of failed attempts at VR before. This, the previous sort of Vive and uh, Oculus Rift, uh, you wouldn't say it was a failed attempt at VR, but it's not, it's not gone mainstream. This seems to be a new generation. Well, so you had to work very, very hard at getting them. Uh, yeah, they were quite restrictive in terms of what they offered and yeah. also their technical setup as well. Yeah. When we first set up one of them, I forget which one it was in the office, it made all the TV remotes stop working. Yeah. Uh, and you, like, oh, Same. Um, it was uh, Vive, the lighthouse. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I'm, I mean, my knowledge of VR is not uh, extensive. I understand that the Quest has got a slightly wider field of view. Uh, and more uh, it's like higher resolution um but certainly it's been the first time that i've felt that the results have been worth it with the mm. tech without having wires you know i did a, i did like daydream and i liked oculus go uh, but they were novelty things you you held you clamped to your face and mm-hmm. the interface you had to die on those ones just tap on the side or whatever so actually what you could do with them was quite restrictive um so the Quest, which is what I've got at the moment, I don't have the permanent space to set up any of the other bigger ones. Um, but the Quest, you don't need them because it does inside-out tracking. So mm. it, uh, um, but uh, it's only recently just if you've been it's only recently you've been able to get it to uh, link up with the Oculus Store on your PC, which I've done for Walking Dead Saints and Sinners. Though that's tethered. Um, uh, and it's quite fussy about what sort of USB-C lead it, ne- it needs. But what I've been doing over the weekend is playing uh, Steam VR games via mm. virtual desktop, ah. streaming them from a PC directly to the Quest. Um, it needs a little bit of fiddling around in it, and it's a little jerky in areas, but, you know, uh, for access to all those games from Humble for one mm. cheap price, and then suddenly being able to play Superhot, which I'd never played on VR before. Uh. Have you played it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the best, honestly, the best time I've had in games for <laughs> for a long, long time. It's such a good fit, isn't it? So, so much so that I was thinking about actually buying the native Quest version so that uh, Kate and Dexter can play it um, without you know having to get, jump through the mm. technical loopholes that uh, I've been quite happy to do with because it makes me feel like I'm right now. Yeah, phenomenal, yeah. It's a different, it's a different game. I mean, I I don't I don't really get on with Super Hot. The cons. I find it really difficult, mm-hmm. but the VR version uh, is is astonishing. Mm. Uh, you need a slightly larger play area than one that I've got. I was really worried that I'd scuff the wall last <laughs> night, but um, yeah, absolutely brilliant. And then um, I also played Moss uh, again via PC, and um, what a joy that is! Mm-hmm. Have you have you played that as well? Not, I've not played that. But what they do, um, you know, so Super Hot works in VR because, and, and actually, you know, you could file that under. Uh, Beat Saber and probably Pistol Whip in terms of these experiences that you have um, that that really, really make you feel powerful. Um, whereas Moss is the opposite. It, it creates this um, 
it's a story of this tiny little mouse. And uh, uh, so you're you're reading a book in an old cathedral. You're reading a brew, turn the pages, using your controller, and then uh, and then the the the, uh, the page the page comes to life, and then you transport it into it. This little mouse walks out, tiny little mouse. And he looks up at you, and he acknowledges that you're there, and then you're referenced it in the game. And so you're contr- you're you're controlling him through these sort of very simple puzzly. Um, dioramas effectively with bits that you can move and hold as you control him and he's up waving at you and it's just a door it's like you're sticking your head into a little forest scene <laughs> it's beautiful uh, i might end up buying the quest native version of that as well because how, uh, how much are they how much is a super so moss 22.99 super hot's 18.99 uh full price so Mm-hmm. there'll be there are regular sales and stuff but no it's I, i'm spending uh more time and more money on vr than i ever thought i would and so uh i, w- I would have been sat on his lap over here asking <laughs> how to get some codes how does it uh feel socially like because that was always the other barrier to me using uh my oculus or my vive a lot at home was just when i was in i was in and it wasn't like playing uh, an RPG or something, which is a big time investment. But at least when your partner's around, they can sort of drop in and you go, oh, yeah, I'll be there in a second. It feels slightly more. Yeah, I, mean, I think difficult. you have to pick and choose what, what you're playing. If you're off doing one of your experiences, you've got to go and do it in our other room. Mm-hmm. If you're playing Beat Saber, it's quite nice to watch Cape for, you know, we, I think I can't remember if I talked about it, but we, 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 we played uh, Beat Saber during the Brexit countdown. It was the only thing we could do to get ourselves away from what was, you know, the the, the hideous activity in Parliament Square, uh, and just looking up at Kate, she was smiling. Uh, mm. Was 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 brilliant, and you can quite on the quest, uh, you can stream to your phone or your Chromecast, uh, and so other people can see what's on the screen as well. Um, mm. Resolution and the frame rate is not quite that, but it does at least involve you in some capacity. So yeah, it's still a lone endeavour. Although you know, Oculus being owned by Facebook, they are trying to bring the social mm. element into it, and I think there's a new uh, Facebook integration launching in beta soon. Uh, I don't know what that will bring, um, but certainly that's the direction that they want to take it. We could have asked him. <laughs> he would have been handy. We could have all been done the interview in VRs. I uh, know. Um, Quest detects your hands. Is that right? Uh, they just um, so in OS 13, which is what we're in at the moment. It was introduced in OS 12 mm. as um, a beta option. Now, when you put the controller down, they've got tracking in, and so you put the controller down, you see your fingers. Dexter's happy because you can flip the bird, which is very, <laughs> very difficult to do on a normal controller. It doesn't properly recognise it. Um, but yeah, and so people on um, SideQuest, which is the unofficial Oculus App Store, are beginning to experiment with um, the. Uh, games that use hand tracking uh, mm-hmm. that you know they're bringing it to or bringing it out faster because it's all rough and ready demos and stuff but someone's done um one of those skateboard games that you do with your two fingers oh nice uh so yeah very very early on how, how does that work side quest is that something you have to do a little bit of hacking to run or uh, you just need to run an application on your pc and enable developer options because the quest is android mm-hmm. and so you, you know you can you can put other things on it it's how you add unofficial songs to beat saber and stuff so um, it's 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 an open platform in the way that Android is. You know, hopefully it will remain as such because actually being able to tinker around with it and all that sort of stuff is what um, I think Anne mentioned it. You know, uh, Beat Saber on PlayStation is still Beat Saber, so it's great, but you can't expand it as easily as you can uh-huh. on on Quest. So um, yeah, it's it's a it's it's a genuine revelation. I um I, I I'm thoroughly enjoying it. I'm spending slightly too much, but. Um, it does. It does feel like uh, the VR that we were promised as children right. has arrived. Ooh, exciting. Well, hopefully we'll get a chance to. Yeah, hopefully we'll get a chance to chat to him at GDC. Uh, you won't be on that show, but I'll pass on this regards. And anyway, you're having a meeting. Separate meeting with Oculus. Yeah. So, so it's fine. What, we'll be what, best what have you got at home? You're, you're, you've, you've, you've currently got a VR, nothing. Don't... It's all packed away. Right. Uh, but it's... I have a Vi. Well. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure I've said the story of my Vive on the show before, but I fundamentally one of my lighthouses broke. Uh, one of the they stopped, and while I was on the on the phone to Valve's uh, customer support, and they were telling me that they couldn't send me a new one because I was a developer, and developers had to pay for new ones rather than getting sent a new one. While I was having that conversation, I left my headset in. Um, in the in the glare of sunlight, yeah, very... and the Fresnel lens focused the light onto the LCD behind it and burnt a hole okay. in the thing. So there's a big pink blob on my Vive left eye 
socket. Uh, so I, went, I started using Riff for a while and then ultimately got bored of setting it all up. So I'm, yeah, I'm definitely in for Quest. Good. Uh, well, I'll see you there. And of course, we'll be able to use it for Half-Life Alex as well, won't we? Yeah, don't let anyone know. Okay. Have we had any letters? We have. Uh, we've had one for this week, and we've got the ones from last week as well that we uh, that we didn't read out. Fantastic. Here, so uh, I'll start with this week's uh, Robert Wells emails. Hello, team. Hello, SSG. If only Robert. If only we had Oculus in. Uh, he says today I listened to Keith Stewart on the boring talks. Sorry, I thought he was talking about he was talking. About. <laughs> Start that again. Today I listened to Keith Stewart on on the boring talks on the subject uh, of is that so what is that then? Boring talks on the boring talks on the subject of noises of vintage computers. I found it frustrating he didn't play more of the classic tape noises. I remember, but he had a Commodore sixty four and I had an Amstrad CPC four six four, and the difference is immediate to is immediate to me even thirty odd years later. What odd details of your gaming past would you take straight back, Pip Pip Roberts? It's a very good question, isn't it? We all. You mean, as in, bring forward to now? Sorry, would take you straight back. Would take you straight I back. That was appalling. I didn't do that letter service. So I was thrown by the the boring, boring talk. Boring. They really knocked me. So boring me. is a conference uh, on the boring talk on boring on boring stuff that's actually interesting. I believe. Oh, okay. Um, so I. Uh, on the subject of loading, when I had a BBC Micro, which ran off five and a quarter floppy disks, in order to get Exile, my favourite game, to work, I had to jam my fingers in the drive and hold it up against the head reader, uh, which doesn't seem very safe. No. Um, but that's all, I can still imagine the sensation of the sort of catch on the, on the drive and my fingers just touching right. the sort of... Uh, <laughs> Just touching the thing. I can. I can actually. I spent such a long time with the BBC Micro keyboard and the ultimately the Archimedes keyboard as well. Those sort of plastic objects and the feeling of pressing enter on those or flicking the switch at the back to turn it on has such a physical resonance to me uh, that would take me back immediately. What about uh, using a cotton bud to play multi-region games on your PlayStation? What? I don't know this. Yeah, you do. So on the original PlayStation 1... Which I had. Um, but I was quite a late adopter on this. Oh, uh, okay. Well, um, what uh, PlayStation discs would do is they would go... When you turn it on, push the button there, it would go... Boom! Boom! And they come up with the orange, orangey logo. Mm-hmm. Yep. The disc would spin. And it would stop. And it would spin again. Right, got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and what you would do, if you wanted, you wanted to play... Uh, games from the states or the territories is that you would hold the cd case up mm-hmm. um so that uh be, you, you'd use a cotton bud to uh, keep, to press the to catch press, down so it thinks so it, it shut, thinks it shut right. and then you use a uk disc for, for it to read in the uh bootloader or mm-hmm. whatever so it knows it goes oh this is a disc from this territory i'll carry on playing it and then when it stops you flip you whack it out and put the other disc in and carry on happily loading loading in your face, Sony. Very clever. Mm. Uh, I've got one here okay. from CJC. Yep. Chris Conroy writes, Dear team and SSG, over the weekend I found that getting over it with Bennett Foddy had been ported to Android in 2018, so with my finger very much on the pulse, I downloaded it straight away. If you're not familiar or have forgotten, the game has you playing as a man in a cauldron with a pickaxe climbing a mountain. Have you played this, Simon? I've not, no. But you're aware of it. I am aware, well aware of it. Like a lot of Foddy's other games, it uses a simple physical mechanic to drive the gameplay. In this case, you can only use... Uh, the axe on the terrain to drag or push, your, pull, push or pull yourself forwards and up with plenty of falling back down again. It's a game that very explicitly reflects on challenge, frustration and perseverance. But it's also very funny with some superbly timed observations by the developer. The focus on the player's emotional response p- feels less common, meditations aside. So can you think of any games you've played where your response to it is an integral part of the experience? Your cautiously clambering correspondent, Chris Conroy. That was a game that checked your pulse, wasn't there? Was that, that was like the sort of thing that Kojima would do. That was, uh, there was definitely talk of doing that sort of PS2 era, wasn't there? I found it, I remember, um, maybe it's similar, but um, didn't the PlayStation 2 
have button pressure built into the pads and they only used it for a few games because they realised it was kind of a health and safety issue you don't want to be encouraging people to be pressing harder but Mad Maestro which was a conducting game uh, you had to tap yeah I thought it was great you had to tap soft medium or hard on the buttons it was fantastic and I guess your emotional response kind of you have to measure your sort of temperament as you're pressing because if you get two works up then yeah uh, which is yeah absolutely beautiful uh, synchronicity of game and uh, emotion there was an experimental game I played at Nordic where uh, you sat opposite somebody and you had to think of nothing did I ever <laughs> tell you about that there was, a, there was a metal ball in between right and you had to be your, your hands uh, on these sensors or what have you you had to empty your mind and if uh, if you thought of anything then the ball would move towards you but of course, as soon as soon as you start That's thinking, really good, really good. Uh, it's clever. That's clever. Robert Wells also wrote last week. He says, "Hello, team. Hello, SSG. Because of some plot, tomorrow night I will appear on stage at the Alternative Comedy Memorial Society, playing a dance mat game with, or possibly against, the celebrated comedian Jos Norris." For lovers of unnecessary detail, Dance Factory for the PlayStation 2 on original hardware. What gaming experience would you think would look the funniest to an audience? Pip Pip Roberts. Hmm. I mean, that's a good question, is it? Gaming is inherently not funny, uh, watching people play it. Uh, it's Beat Saber funny to watch people play. I mean, it's nice to watch them play it. Um, I wonder if what you could do is you could take a... Uh, because I think if you take the actions that someone is doing out of context and place them in another context then those actions may become funny. So if you take someone doing Beat Saber choreography to one song and then put another song so they're in their head, they think they're being cool to, you know, a very cool pop song, but then you play some oompa music, (laughs) like, over the top. That sounds funny. They should give you a TV show. Thanks. Thanks. Um, But yeah, games, they're mostly... People just sitting there playing them, which is why it's such a surprise to me that, you know, Let's Plays are such a big thing. For me, it's not very interesting to watch someone else play a game, but I obviously have my finger very much on the pulse. (laughs) A, because I don't get that, and B, because it's ten years ago thing, so... Hmm... Good, well, thank you very much for your letters. Uh, Please do keep them coming to team at onelifeleft.com we, we have to say uh, we, we were expecting some actual post aren't we and so that's a very very good point did you see the tweet I did yeah yeah we, we had a tweet um, that said you know British Post is terrible I sent you those stamps three weeks ago I think they I genuinely think who's the most <laughs> where do our suspicions lie it's with Anne. <laughs> we don't, we've, she's absconded. She's been talking about the value of those stamps for yeah. some distance and right. she hasn't shown up today. So let's have another piece of music and we will be back after this.
more life left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a video game radio show. Typically an ensemble piece, but today it's just me and Byron. Uh, this is Sharp Edge, uh, Climbing for Flowers. It's again, it's from chipmusic.org, and I think this is Commodore 64. Does yeah. it sound like one of them to you? Uh, I, guess, I mean, I guess so. It's not immediately identifiable as... It says made with three Commodore 64s. Okay. So we go. That's why it wasn't right. identifiable as one. Too, too many. Because there's too many. <laughs> Each drowning out the last. Anyway, it's excellent. You can hear it on chipmusic.org. You should go there and listen to the thing in full without us droning on over it. Uh, Marioki was last Friday. It was tremendous. I say that not least because it was my birthday. Right. Everyone's saying happy birthday to me. I enjoyed Have that. Have we got a game version of happy birthday? Uh, we don't, but um, I did debut a new song. Hit me. Uh, we've already got that. <laughs> we, we actually don't. Uh, I I sang uh, "Forgot About Dre." I had to sing both parts. Right. Because my because my Dre wasn't there. That's a shame. On your birthday. Uh, on my birthday, but it was yeah, it was absolutely exhausting. Uh, we will be doing as I said, Marioki at GDC on the Wednesday night. I reckon. I think I said this last time. Tickets will be on sale next week. I think for sure. I think for sure they'll be on sale next week, uh, and we'll do a bit of PR about that later in the week. This week, very, very excited about that, as we are about doing the radio show uh, while we're at GDC as well. Uh, Scants and I will be doing that with Chris Graft. It's been a while, isn't it? Gama Sutra. We didn't do it last year because no. I was too busy having a baby. Right. Uh, but we are back this year. We'll have some amazing guests, and those shows will broadcast exclusively <laughs> on Resonance 104.4 FM. And be podcast on... Uh, they don't on, really count. No. Podcasts aren't real, are they? No. Really. Do you listen to any podcasts? Uh, I do, actually. I listen to Romaniacs. I listen to The Bunker. I've just started listen- I listen to Rahela Stupa. Rahela Stupa. What's that? Richard Herring's Leicester ah, uh, okay, Square yeah. Theatre Podcast. Um, I listen to... I started to, um, Tim Harford's Cautionary Tales. Okay. Which is uh, interesting. You listen to quite a lot. Yeah, not uh, Not regularly. Uh, if I'm, yeah, if I'm walking from King's Cross, do you to the subscribe office. to One Life Left? Uh, I do. Now, <laughs> <laughs> me too. I do. I do. Me too. Everyone should sub- even if you listen to One Life Left on Residence FM, you should subscribe to our podcast because it's just nice to carry a bit of us around with you, and it you know helps us out. Mm. Oldest radio show about video games in the world, longest running too. They can't take that away from us until we stop, and then they can. We'll always be the oldest, though, will we? Well, no, we're the oldest ongoing because someone did do one before us, but they stopped because they're lightweights. All right, All right uh, should we do reviews? Yes. Steve. Ah, that's a good question. What have I been playing? Well, I went on Apple Arcade because I'd forgotten about it. Have you been paying every month? Scans has because we're in a family. Of course, you are, yeah. I always, I always see you around. I see you in the supermarket together as family. <laughs> but she's uh, she's paying with the company credit card, so right. we're all paying. Anyway. Um, yeah. Um, so Scans paying. I played a lot of Apple Arcade over Christmas. I played a lot of Grindstone, even though I decided I didn't like it. I played a few other games as well, and um, yeah, sort of forgot about it. Went back to it. There isn't a lot on there. Like, they seem to have a schedule which is one new game every week. Well, that's 52 games a year. It is, which is, you know, quite a lot of games. Seems sustainable. Um, I don't know. For me, it doesn't feel like enough because there isn't a big enough hit rate on there of games that I'm personally into. They're trying to hit such a wide demographic for good reason, right? Like, this isn't aimed just at gamers. It's aimed at everybody. Um that I'm really not interested in, I don't know, more than a quarter of the games, which means it's one game a month. And at that price point, you're paying, how much is Apple Arcade? $5, think It's quite cheap, isn't it? It's like five ninety nine. I think yeah. it is right now, um, which I, I don't know. I, I, I wonder how many people are starting to question the value proposition now they've ploughed through the amazing wealth of brilliant titles which were on there at the start. Um... But yeah, I, so I, I couldn't find anything to play on there, uh, so I didn't play anything. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I, that isn't true. I'm sure I've played something. Uh, seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. Uh, what have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing a lot. Um, <laughs> That's lucky. Yeah. Uh, I've been playing um, AO Tennis 2 on the Switch. What is that? This is the follow-up to AO Tennis. Is AO Age of? No. Is it 
We've got 10 minutes. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, Amigos Online. Yes. No, the other one. Australian Open. Oh, of course. Based around the uh, celebrated Australian tennis tournament. Oh. Um, I- I've been thinking for a long time that Switch Switch doesn't have a decent golf game. Okay. Uh, and it doesn't have a decent... Well... A golf store is not a golf game. Uh-huh. Uh, well, exactly. Um, doesn't have a decent tennis game. And it's got Mario Tennis, which is a very good game. It's a very poor game. It's a very good game. It's a very poor game. It. We've got 10 minutes, so <laughs> keep that going. Um, but in the vein of, you know, I want an everybody's golf or I want a Tiger Woods. Uh, or, Why do you like Golf Story? Because it's not a golf game. You can't see the hole all the time that you're playing the golf game. And it's a 2D top-down game. You can't see the whole all the time in golf. No, no, but no, it's but, miles away. But it's an approximation of golf. Right? It's a very simplified version of golf. Right? Unlike everybody's golf, which is, you know, accurate. Seems, is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's just not... You, you know, just like their costumes. No, it's not that. A go- golf Story is it's a funny game, but it's not a fun golf okay, game. Right? I understand. But there, there is a line, right, from super simple golf game to whatever the current... Tiger Woods which there is. isn't one that's why I'm saying that it needs, it needs right. a decent and you golf want game. one at that it's end got some the... mini golf games whatever okay. tennis wise we're even more poorly, uh, poorly served p- mm-hmm. pun just made um, <laughs> because you've got Mario Tennis uh, you've got AO Tennis which wasn't yeah. very good um, and I think that's probably it there's some other like mobile ports I would have thought so I was really looking forward to this um so, uh, as the name implies, uh, it's mainly centred around the Australian Open. You've got a mix of modes, uh, players. Uh, you can take famous players or you can create your own. Um, uh, it's very difficult to what stop. What did you do? I started off with my own player, and okay. I was terrible okay. because your skills are appropriate to the character that you've got. And, of course, you can go into career mode. Obviously, you don't start off in centre court. and so, mm-hmm. uh, But it, it affects the range of shots as well, so it's more difficult to pull off... Uh, you know, cross-court volleys, etc., um, accurately. And it uses a mechanic that is um, different to many tennis games where uh, you move as you're playing and you need to hold the button down and release it at just the right time, too soon or too late, and you sort of do a poor shot. So it's, um, it's quite difficult to get into the swing, pun made, uh, of things. Um, however, give it some time and uh, you can... And then pick um, one of the famous characters that they do offer and uh it becomes a pretty compelling golf game a uh, tennis game um not quite as fast or fluid as uh topspin or virtual tennis but certainly uh filling a gap uh within the switch so, so it, give moment. give it some time and you might learn to love it <laughs> exactly <laughs> uh yeah so i'm 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 enjoying it it's 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 been it was quite hard to like at first given how bad it made me feel at tennis However, uh, now I'm... Uh, Set I, in your opinion. <laughs> I'm giving it... <laughs> uh, seven. Seven out of ten. I've checked my uh, Steam library, and the only things I've been playing recently are... I went back into Babbler as you okay. uh, for a while. Yeah. Spent another two hours on a level that I couldn't complete. It's still absolutely brilliant. Right. like that game. I find it um, magical that games like that can still exist and still be invented. Like, it gives me a level of excitement I don't get from any other media that something like Babber is You, which is, it feels genuinely new and exciting. I mean, it's a puzzle game. We've all played top-down puzzle games before, but that mechanic in Babber is New, completely new to me and is just charming and it's incredibly difficult and also, you know, uh, demoralising to spend so long playing a puzzle that you still can't do at the end of it. But I love it. 7 out of 10. Uh, I started and then decided to not continue playing Thronebreaker. Oh, I saw you tweet about this. Uh, you asked whether it whether it was worth persisting. So it's the um, it's a it's a card game set in the Witcher universe, mm-hmm. uh, drawing on the game you play in Witcher three or choose not to, which I chose not to. Uh, Gwent um, in the world of the Witcher, which I mean I, I don't know, I guess is an established card game within that law. My, my mum's over this weekend. We walked into um, a The Works bookshop. She said, oh, that's new, isn't it? Mm-hmm. She said, yeah, it is. We walked in there. As we walked in there, literally, the Witcher book jumped off at us. It <laughs> fell. It jumped, <laughs> leapt. I'm not joking. And, I, and mum said, oh, I didn't touch it. She jokes. And I picked it up as a Witcher. 
uh, and it was just throwing itself because I love it. Uh, and so I thought, okay, well, this, and I, li- I like card games, don't I? Mm. You know, I yeah, like uh, Slay the Spire, I like Dominion. Um, so I thought, okay, well, this is maybe, I didn't like Gwent. It seems like a mm. really odd I mean, people tell me that it's got loads of strategy to it. Mm-hmm. It just seems really restrictive to me. The version that you play in Thronebreaker is an evolution of the one that exists in Witcher 3, and so they've got some different rules, cards, etc. Um, that you play. So it's a, it's, a, it's an RPG, in inverted commas. Uh, you go around the world, but the battles are card games, and they have some card game. They have some battles, and they have puzzles. Where so battles are ones you have with your own deck. Puzzles, you get a certain set of circumstances, and you have to fulfil different conditions. And um, you know, I've played for three or four hours, I guess. I love The Witcher. Uh, it just feels incredibly sterile to me that, um, you know, I'm, I'm winning these duels or solving the puzzles. I don't feel clever doing it. Mm. Um, and so I thought, I've got too many other stuff. I've got too much mm-hmm. other stuff to play. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to take the brave, very brave decision now to stop playing it. So I did. I bounced off the SteamWorld card game. Uh, oh, for you similar, mentioned, yeah, yeah. Similar reasons. Yeah. I, I started playing it. I was like, oh, I sort of get it. And I do like card games. I should persist. And I was like, no, there's too much else out there. And it's this hasn't grabbed it's me. Not as good as Slay the Spire. What interested me uh, about your tweet, though, is you, you said that, you know, the, the thing seemed quite simple, simplistic. Yes. But we're both big fans of Card Fighters Clash, which has, you know, very elementary card, card mechanic. Um, do you think that like you would still like Card Fighters Clash? Well, so I'm really keen to play it again. In fact, I keep I keep hovering over a uh, handheld electronic uh, thing that will emulate the Neo Geo Pocket Cover. Right. I bought one actually. I bought a Bit Boy. Uh, it was in the shape of a Game Boy. Uh, oh, it, I saw that. And Very it, pretty. It is pretty, but it doesn't uh, doesn't have a Neo Geo Pocket emulator. Ah. So I would like to play Card Fighters Clash again. Um, but uh, by by simple, so you only get. 10 cards and you can redraw or what have you but then you only draw three new rounds and so it doesn't seem like you can get a chain you know in State of the Spire when you, you've got a synergy going you know you do something that causes something else to happen and you can get that going in, in Gwent but it, uh, it feels really really artificially restricted to me maybe I'm just not getting it have I you think. tried the tried the new character in Slay the Spire no I haven't yet. come to Switch yet okay of course right, right, uh, right, but so I will do yeah I'm yeah, looking yeah, forward yeah. to it Yes, maybe I'll get that on Switch as well. Can you do... No, there's no way we could do multiplayer, isn't there? No. On Slay the Spire, that's a shame. Right, that's basically <laughs> the end of the show. Any other business? Are you looking forward to GDC? I am, because I'm there for fewer days. Right. Uh, I, it's, I've really, I find... Now I've got a proper job, I've, yeah. I find it really quite stressful. Mm. Uh, and so normally, you know, whereas previously we could just, you know... Hang out hang out and do you know and for my then employers i was certainly working hard um but yeah i've meetings back to back now so yeah I, I like going over there i like the times when i'm not in the meeting some meetings are good but uh i won't be able to hang out with you as much as i'd like yeah. steve so i i plan to i plan to do a lot of hanging out well this time please do some, some my, for me i will i will do i'm looking forward to it as well i'm looking for it's it's well i wasn't there last year so it's uh i think i've been there the previous 13 years or something like right. that ridiculous uh, so yeah, it's good. It's you were good on milk cartons last year. Have you seen this boy? Because <laughs> you had gone missing. Yeah, but I'm excited about it. I'm excited about all of the people we'll meet on the show as well. Um, we got through it. Well done. Well done, us. Uh, thank you also to all of you for listening as well, whether you're listening on the radio show or on the podcast. Back next week. Yes. Me, yes, you, maybe. Me, maybe. And who and knows? Who knows? A guest? Yeah. Yeah, let's say yeah. Uh, maybe even a guest from Quest. Uh, until next week. Goodbye. We will see you anon. Bye. Bye. Bye.